gentlemen, welcome to episode 19 of Chuckle Sluts, the number one place on the internet where you can come for the sluts and stay for the chuckles. My name is Yeah. Mark. I'm Shannon Brunetti. I am Zach Clapperidge. And like almost every episode in the history of ever in Chuckle Sluts, we're going to start off with The World Doll. Uh, who wants to start us off on this one today? I can go. I mean... Oh, go ahead. Oh, Sorry, I didn't say, you know, please go oh, ahead. Oh, yeah, you. no, I, I was just... Okay, you're all else. holding the door open for each other. I shall like go now! Uh, okay! All right, so this is just kind of funny. I recently found out about this. I don't really know how new this is because I don't play Pokemon that much anymore, but this is a Pokemon story. <laughs> so this is just a fun, subtle little things, little joy in the world. Uh, recently, in, I guess, the newest iteration in a Sword and Shield... Um, they introduced a bunch of uh, these, like, ancient, like, fossilized Pokemon. Um, like, one of those, like, Arctozolts and a few others, uh, which which basically there were, like, two Pokemon that were sort of put together and like, evolutionary, they, they turned into, like, one. And they all look super fucking ridiculous. And, and uh, there's, like, there's, like, five or six of them or whatnot. Uh, now, what's funny about this is what I found out, I read this whole story about how the creators of Pokemon created these Pokemon kind of just trolling uh, British uh, archaeologists. And I was like, what? That sounds fucking silly. And because it turns out there was a lot of controversy a while back because a, a bunch of British archaeologists became kind of notorious for they would go and when they would, they would find dinosaur bones, and they didn't really know what they were doing with them. They would just sort of mishmash anything they wanted together and be like, I call this the Megasaurus monster person. And maybe that's how we got, remember what your dinosaur names? The Littlefoot yeah. Spicy Brain. Uh, so when they made Littlefoot Spicy Brain, these archaeologists, like, they didn't know what they were doing. They would just put anything they wanted together and call it a dinosaur. So Pokemon, they intentionally made ridiculous looking Pokemon that looked like two different things just sort of jammed together. Uh, and Sword and Shield is set in a British location, like the sort of the, the, the what it looks like anyway is sort of a European style thing. So they made this legitimately only to troll those old British archaeologists who didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Because in this, and there's like a joke written in it to where uh, when it describes the Pokemon, your little Pokedex, it, it makes like a mention of like, these were some people like believed that the bones were just found and like be became something new because of like human interaction or whatnot. And I find that so charming and so lovely that there's the tiniest little nerdy flex. Like some dude in like making up Pokemon is just flexing on the British. And that brings me so much joy. I just, I imagine like a British dude, like after he's brushed out the bones, he just looks at them and he's like, yep, that looks legit. Him <laughs> 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 <It> fits. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> I, st uh. I still can't get, get over the Pokemon Sword and Shield characters, Swordbert and sh uh, Shieldbert and Swordword. Like, <laughs> those are two legit characters' names. Shieldbert and Swordword. Like, that's so. Funny. I, I feel like th that should just be like its own like spinoff, and it's just them talking shit about each other all day. Mm. <laughs> yeah. It's like two roommates, two Pokemon roommates, are just like, fuck you. <laughs> That would be, oh my God, that's a fun if I made. What if you, we made like more of a, just like a, a college humor, like Pokemon going to like Pokemon college, just kicking it. <laughs> There's like Charmander's oh just chugging please, beers. And dude, stuff. please like, don't give me ideas. I, I'm, over, I'm so down for this. smoking <laughs> mad weed. Like, yeah, Bulbasaur would definitely be a dealer. 
And here's the uh, kicker. It's it's literally just humans in like little little Pokemon hats that just like vaguely represent this person. <laughs> that just sounds like me going to school on acid one day. I'm like, oh my god, look at those Poke people. Well, I, I, <laughs> well, I actually here's the thing, I actually came up with a a relatively similar idea way back in like 2011 called Behind These Bars, where we were all animals in the zoo and we were just wearing like animal hats to represent those animals. It was fucking brilliant. I only did one episode of it. I kind of want to do it again now that we're talking about it. It was great. That's fun. I'll, maybe I'll show you guys that 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 monster donkey show. Maybe maybe uh, mm-hmm. off the radio here. I dig it. Man, that was, that was my little quick music. Speaking of animals, um, there's an <laughs> Oklahoma State lawmaker that introduced a bill to establish a Bigfoot hunting season. <laughs> Anything like... to make money. Anything to make money. <laughs> so, like, the bill would require hunting licenses uh, and comes with, like, a $25,000 reward for capture of fucking Bigfoot. Um, so it's to increase, like, tourism to the, like, I can't pronounce this. A mountain range, which I'm not going to pronounce at this time because we know I can't pronounce shit on this show. You don't yeah. think of the words, girl. I can't do it. I, feel, <laughs> I think the people in Oklahoma could probably pronounce their own mountain range better than I could, but it looks like Ouchita, Ouchita, Ouchita Mountains. I don't know. Plays banjo. Poorly. I dig it. Can we yeah, take a group but... trip and go Bigfoot hunting? Oh my God. Of course we I've got a friend in, in Oklahoma. <laughs> Uh, we've got a house we'd stay at is he is he uh is he a conspiracy theorist uh, uh it's a she and she's down to get involved in conspiracy theories let's, also just a lovely found human. footage horror oh, okay great found footage horror film because here's found the footage horror film. Every, every every time i've stepped foot into oklahoma i have had a terrible awful experience i hate oklahoma so much went to an so, oklahoma prom once i didn't live in oklahoma it was weird <laughs> Oh my goodness. We uh, should literally call it hunting season, <laughs> found footage horror film. All of us go out there trying to find Bigfoot. We all end up dead for the sake I'm, of the horror film. I'm down. I, I actually, what's funny, I recently, uh, you, do you all know who Max Brooks is? He wrote the zombie World War Z. Yes. So Max Brooks yeah. is a super fun writer. World War Z is a really cool book. The movie was decent. Uh, the movie also had really hardly anything to do with the book. But he, re- he wrote another one about Bigfoot people, about like Sasquatches. And this, his newest book, it's, it's kind of like the first time you read the, the Dan, Dan Brown books and you're like, I kind of definitely believe in all these conspiracy theories now. I read this Max Brooks book and I was like, bro, Bigfoots are real. <laughs> like, I was 100% sure. And there was a couple weeks after I read it where it's all I could think about, where I was like, I just want to go up to Washington and find me a fucking Sasquatch. Because it seems so realistic. And as you read the book, like you have so much evidence for them actually existing. Uh, I don't know if it was real or not. He might've made up all these fucking facts, but he writes, uh, all of his books are written as like a, almost like found footage type things. Here's the thing. Like I, I could believe that Bigfoot exists for a very specific reason. And that reason is that there is so much wilderness that is just for the most part unexplored in the United States. There's just so like, People don't understand. There's a lot of empty space in the state. There's a lot of empty space. Like, yeah. like people think, oh well, we're so you know civilized. Like, we only developed about maybe ten percent of our actual like lands. That means ninety percent of it is just wilderness, caves, streams, yeah. shit to hide in and behind. Like, I could sit there and, and reasonably believe that maybe 
one or two Sasquatches or something similar to mm-hmm. a Sasquatch would be living out and about. For sure. And not to go all tinfoil on you, but there's, there's like a tremendous amount of like evidence for like uh, in, in the not so distant past for like big, like giants is what they call them. But in like almost every, every like holy book, every historical book, like pre like typical modern civilization talks about like giants that lived. And, um, and now that could be like a sort of a, uh, clearly not like actual like giants, like a big fucking hill giant, but just people like another sort of species that might've been maybe descended from Homo Neanderthalus or something that kind of went to the woods. And like genealogically, it would make sense. Uh, and they could have just, they lived deep in the woods and caves and mountains, underground systems. Like it's doable. Again, I, I kind of believe in Bigfoot now. Max Brooks <laughs> fucked me up, man. I, I, I legitimately kind of believe. <laughs> have, you, have you heard of the White Walkers of Fresno? White Walkers no. of Fresno? Oh yes, this is- <laughs> it sounds no, awesome. no, no, no. It's it's for me. This is actually terrifying because there's lots of when I say lots of footage, lots of footage about these long, slender White Walkers, and they look absolutely silly. I just let the they look absolutely silly. They have no arms and these really weird, gangly legs, and these like waddle across streets are they and like cryptids or something why are they only in fresno <laughs> well, no, they're, they're, they're not they're not only in fresno but the most sightings are in fresno and they're they actually hail farther back to uh indians uh and and um native americans sorry i, I don't think indians is a proper term either way anyway yeah but the uh the white walkers they 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 they're cute but they're also kind of terrifying. <laughs> that's the thing. They're cute and terrifying at the same time. Uh, that's we, fun. Who, who's, who's the world are we on? Are we on yours still? It was, we, it was mine. Uh, okay. <laughs> I was yeah. talking about, about Bigfoot hunting season. Yes. Yeah. Oh, but, I wouldn't want to, like, big. I feel like, like, that's a dangerous game, though. Like, you, because you might accidentally get, like, reverse most dangerous game to going out trying to hunt Bigfoot. Well. You end up getting hunted. Well, that's it. The, what's, what's scarier than, than looking for Sasquatch, it's finding him. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I don't think twenty five thousand dollar reward is probably big enough for the amount of like uh, because especially Shit. if like they don't age, they age. It might be like a super like centuries old creature. You know, it might like have a different lifespan than us. So it's this old like wise kind of fucking forest troll. Yes, but it also kind of hit me just now that like the moral implications of it because yeah. assumedly like so they might be like intelligent creatures and we're like let's yeah. just go fucking murder it that's the most american thing i've ever heard i think it's for <laughs> capture i think you're supposed to capture it not well, yeah. murder you're supposed it. to capture it well imagine yeah. well imagine if you did how <laughs> hard like, that would be you could dude it, you could teach it to like speak the language and then all of a sudden sasquatch is like on talk shows and stuff It'd be Harry the Hendersons, man. What? What if his voice just sounded like how they have him in all the movies, like how they have like the creepy things in all the movies where it's like a composite of like four different voices and it's like the voice of the ancients or some oh, shit? No. Like no, how no, terrifying no, no, would no. that fucking That's be? T- I think it'd be hilarious though if you walked up and it's just like, sup? And it like pops open a Sprite. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Anyway, it's fine. I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna push on. Uh, look we're up Bigfoot yours. and White Walkers and yeah, all the things. Uh, so mine's not nearly as cool. Mine is about weird foods that people have been eating lately. And Hot. Uh, uh, you tell me if you would eat this. All right. Number one, grilled cheese and applesauce sandwich. Without a doubt. Yes. Cheese sounds, and apples is a fire dope. combo. It sounds, but it has to be like a strong cheese. Otherwise, I don't think it will work. Yeah. 
I used like to make like uh, prosciutto, feta, and uh, and pear uh, grilled sandwiches, Ooh. and it was fire. One of my favorite grilled cheeses. It's under the grilled cheese category at this like restaurant called Boudin or whatever. Um, it's a uh, brie and apple grilled cheese and caramelized onions. That shit's fire. For sure, like, that, that's very similar so to what I was making. I just did pears. Yeah. Uh, ooh, that's so good. Mm-hmm. Number... So apples do go on green cheese, a uh, grilled cheese. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Okay, here's a harder one: Cheetos cereal. No. I'm confused. No. What? So the, the the thought process is. Cheetos are made with cheese and milk is dairy. So obviously these two could possibly go together. And here's the thing. The person who actually tried this, because of course they tried all these, the verdict, they say it's okay. They say it's okay. I would, I would do it for the gram. I would do it for the gram. That's what I would do. I mean, I've done worse for the gram, but I wouldn't. I just feel like it's like... I don't know. I mean, you're taking, you're you're totally changing the structure of what cereal is. Cereal is a sweet thing and you're making it a savory thing. So it's no longer like a cereal. It's more like Cheetos soup. It's like a cream soup now. Mm, But it's cold. That sounds good. It's a Cheetos (laughs) gazpacho. Exactly. Like it's a Cheeto, Cheeto, I almost said Cheeto Gestapo. (laughs) Very different. Which that's my my vote for the name of this episode, Cheeto Gustavo. <laughs> yeah, my, my uh, the flavor is called Final Solution. It's, it's great. <laughs> oh my oh god, my god. <laughs> it's the oh, it's the last flavor you'll ever want to eat. That's oh my so god. intense. So, so that che- the mental image I have of the Cheeto cereal is reminding me of this Instagram page called Boys Who Can Cook, and it's just cursed food images. And I'm just <laughs> so thinking. Like, if you're not following boys who can cook, uh, you need to because they just put beans on everything and in everything. Beans and also good. horrible, horrible, horrible food atrocities. Roll that beautiful bean footage. Number three, seven up and milk. No. Nope. Fuck you. Apparently, nope. this is so this has been around for a while. This is back, this was made back in the 1950s. What? Yep. Okay, and, so they put jello in everything in the 50s. I don't trust that. So, <laughs> also, wouldn't it curdle? Isn't so, there like a lot of citric acid in, in it? So, the combo was used to quell child's upset stomach. So, this was Pepto Bismol for people. Uh, it's not terrible, apparently, as long as you drink it after you pour it, because if you do let it sit, it will leave a crusty milk floating at the top. Mm. what on mm. earth are they talking about Ay, gross. that's terrible that would and that would cause an upset stomach you'd have like fucking it's like seven up a by itself fine seven up plus milk the milk is the thing that's going to cause you to like upchuck man like no and our, our last one here is not too bad i could see this working oreos and dill pickles First of all, pickles are good with everything. So like, yeah. I've been so surprised that what you can put a pickle on and it's great. So like, I, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. that it'd be good. I'd, yeah. I'd try it. Apparently between the crunchiness and the sweetness of the Oreo, like apparently it makes a dill pickle taste like a bread and butter pickle. Oh, fuck that. Oh, no. never mind. Uh, no, I'm no, out. No, no, I'm yeah, out. No, no. Pass. <laughs> fuck that. Oh. No. Fuck the bread and butter. So this, I actually love this little list that I found, and this might actually turn into a new segment uh, about talking about weird foods and things and stuff. Uh, I'm glad this exists, uh, even as (laughs) even as gross as some of this is. Uh, We're gonna go ahead and move on from the world dough, and we're gonna jump into. um, So we typically do video games in real life. Uh, We're kind of running out of video games to talk about. Uh, so <laughs> are you for real? I'm not for real, but what <laughs> are I want you for real, not in the real sense, but I want to open up 
in, in the real world to other things, such as maybe living in a supernatural universe or some other universe. Uh, so today we're going to be talking about living in the Star Trek universe because your boy's a Trek. So, red shirt. Uh, yes, luxury <laughs> gay space communism. How do you feel about it? What What did you just say? Did you say gay space communism? Luxury, <laughs> luxury gay space communism. That is what Star Trek really is at heart. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's it. Um, yeah. So, in this world, uh, what would you do? Can you li- see yourself living in this world, and how and why? Uh, yeah, I could totally, you know, go no place anyone's ever gone before, you know, um, be fun. I I just want to go see all the different planets, you know, meet all the different people, have crazy, crazy, you know, uh, holodeck adventures. I I thought you were going to say alien sex. That's what I thought she was going. (laughs) She's like, I was, but she's about to become a a female Riker. She's just going to have like every alien in every episode. I'm not going to be Riker. I'm not going to be that much of a cad. Oh, dude. (laughs) If I was going to be anyone, I'm Riker. Straight up. I'm the Riker (laughs) of this world. See, I like... I really, I love Jean-Luc Picard so much, but it seems like the man is so stressed, all his hair fell out. I mean, I know they cast the ball <laughs> anyway, but like, I'm like, mm, do I want this much stress? And then I'm like, well, maybe Crusher. She's pretty cool. I, but like, then I'm like, that's also a lot of responsibility. Yeah. So I guess Riker is the best choice. <laughs> Just be Zap Rannigan, man. Just be Zap <laughs> I, uh, I, I, like, I think this is the easiest one in the world. Anyone who doesn't want to live in the Star Trek world, I think is insane uh, because it's the greatest thing. Like literally your, your society defeated the Fermi paradox. You somehow mm-hmm. made it through you, you, we've won civilization and now we're just out in the universe, exploring, doing new things, testing new like sciences. Like that is that is everything. That is like the, the core of what humanity is. Like it is curiosity at its best. It's our, our need for exploration, need to see things, our curiosity. Like it's everything. Star Trek is perfect. And unless if I you're could go to space. Yeah, or, yeah, if you wear a red shirt, you're going to die. Uh, I, yeah, no. like yeah I, yeah, I would do anything to do that. I would do, do give anything to, I was one of those stupid people that signed up to go to like the Mars mission that turned out to be fake. Uh, oh. well, I, I would, uh, yeah, that sounds amazing. It's everything I'd want. I, I love and you can fuck aliens. <laughs> pretty cool. I'm gonna go fuck some aliens and rise up. Um, no, I, mean, <laughs> I there's so much in the Star Trek universe I love. I'm a I'm a deep lore person when it comes to Star Trek and all the weird shit that just happens. And if you like, if you were to ask me where I would be, honestly, I hate to say, I would probably just hang out with Ferengis all day. Like, <laughs> I don't uh, know why. Expand on on that. Tell me. What, what are, so okay, I'm, I'm which like, ones are they? Uh, the ones with the big ears and orange and oh yeah yeah yeah, hyper... yeah gotcha. Here's the thing, I I understand kind of look like Muppets. They're, they're hyper, they're like hyper capitalistic, awful individuals, but they also seem to know how to have like a a good time. Like if you ever watch Deep Space Nine, that's that's my trick. I love Deep Space Nine, uh, and they just you know they party, they they chill, they they do casino games. Uh, they're also like they're again they're slimy capitalists like you said and they're, they're also slimy you, the cap- only ones you want to hang out with are the slimy ones <laughs> well okay I would also hang out with Klingons like if, if I were to hang out with with, with anyone it would be like Klingons and 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 
and, and Ferengis. Like I don't, I would never hang out with a human ever the fuck again. That's even, 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 even Trek level, like enlightened humans. They just, even then they still kind of suck. You know, <laughs> we're the worst things in the world. We're like the e- worst things for everything. <laughs> Even 400 years in the future, when we're better than now, we are still the shittiest things in the galaxy. <laughs> like that's yeah. all, that is all Star Trek really proved. <laughs> for sure. And, and, and for me, like, I would just, like, I would be a holodeck uh, addicted person like I there's why why even go anywhere else like just be on the holodeck all day every day it's just with that level of immersion you don't need to go anywhere else and and I don't like I understand the need for exploration but you know there's no there's no currency and I, I've never understood this 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 thing where in Deep Space Nine there's no currency but you also have to do everything in Latinum you know like Latinum is a currency there and mm-hmm. I don't understand why they use it at all i don't know like <laughs> i don't know as, as, as i've delved into the world at large like the, the the star trek there's a lot of um what's the word when, when uh, contradictory things where i'm like mm-hmm. mm, i don't know about any of this and all this uh but definitely hang out with klingons definitely hang out with ferengis i wouldn't want to hang out with either of those and i think you're crazy <laughs> You either want to hang out with a bunch of murder hobos or little <laughs> slimy casino babies. Like those are your two buddies. There's there's like so many people. Because I, am, because I am a murder hobo casino baby. <laughs> yeah, you're a murder hobo <laughs> casino baby. That's a, oh, that's fair. That's yes. Here's I your t-shirt. <laughs> I'm a murder hobo casino. Hold on, I've died. Um, someone take over. <laughs> I mean, like, I'd just probably just try to piss off the Vulcans as much as possible, just because they're oh, just, God, like, Vulcans this... are such dicks. They're yeah, such dicks. I'm just like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna annoy the fuck out of them, and then one of them's gonna be like, "Hey, want to meet with me?" And I'll just be like, "No." <laughs> I I hate like, would you like to mate with me? <laughs> For me, it's a bunch of new spoon... do spoonheads <laughs> are the ones that I would not hang out with the Cardassians, like. <laughs> You're just literally just like <laughs> choosing all of the worst fucking people, all the rich capitalists. No, I'm saying I know. I'm saying I wouldn't hang out with them because, like, they they all talk like they're hanging out with Shakespeare all day, and mm-hmm. like they make good bad guys. I think they make the best bad guys. Like, you know, but every time, you know, like in Six <sighs> Nine, you know, you have Dukat who's like, "Attention, Bajoran workers," and I'm just like, oh. We're gonna go back to the 16th century. It's so they're so pretentious, uh, and I hate that. I hate that so much. Just punch them in the face. They, just, they have, you'd be the person to punch them in the face. And, and they do have the most punchable faces in, in in Star Trek. I think absolutely, without a doubt. And <laughs> I I'm probably end up being there with them then. <laughs> well, punchability they, high. Well, there's so much about law and order, like. If, because I know that Cardassians, for the most part, they are an allegory uh, to the Russians, actually. They're an allegory mm-hmm. to the Russians uh, uh, during that time frame. And it's, it, I don't know, like, there's so much parallelis- parallelism in, in, in Star Trek to, like, races in, 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 in countries, which I think is gr- interesting. Sure. Like, because you have Klingons who are, like, part samurai, part Viking, you have uh, uh, the Enterprise, which is, you know, American capitalism at its finest. It's not. No, it's not. 
No, it, it's not it, cap. There's, I mean, they don't, they're 100% not. Like, I think that's one of the things that they were moving away from was like the American ideals because they're not like an imperialist thing. I mean, even like the number one doctrine is not affecting people. Like, if they're just explorers. I think if, if anything it is, it's being like, it's not talking about America, like what the enterprise is and what the idea of Star Trek is, is like what we should be, what we could be. Yes. Like just explorers. So like, I sure. think it is a very optimistic thing because uh, like they're, they're not super well, capitalist he, at he, all. He, like, here, here's the thing. I, I find Star Trek is the weirdest thing in the world because the, uh, like if you're left-leaning or right-leaning, you have something for everyone because it's interpreted very differently. Where the left, you have all this inclusivity uh, that that exists, but for the right, they see it as a quasi-military thing where every single emotion can be quantified and objected by science. And yeah. it's so weird. It's so like I'm on I'm on a lot of Star Trek forums, and watching them go back and forth on what Star Trek represents is the fucking usually highlight of my day because people lawyer the fuck up about everything. Oh, people have opinions on it for <laughs> they, fucking sure. <laughs> It's great. I love it. Anyway, <laughs> that's my take on on. Uh, I'm in some of those groups with you, Sam, and I see it too. I just don't comment. Star Trek shit posting for days. <laughs> I love that's Star right. Trek shit posting. Point being though, I I mean, I would 100% be there. I would be on that Enterprise. It'd be the first. I'd love to just go explore, see things. That's it's incredible. That's an easy one for me. If if I were to be on a ship, it would probably be the Prometheus because the Prometheus sole job is to terraform planets. And I I love that idea where it's like I'm just going to go to this planet and make it better. Yes. As long as you're not destroying like what the planet once was. And that's one of the things that's a that's a slippery slope of judges like what do you mean by better? If you go to like a barren planet and make it not barren, but a lot of a lot of times you go into these things where it's like, I'm going to reform your planet to make it work for me. One of, one of the best Trek episodes, uh, it was called In the Pale Moonlight. And it's about Cisco basically in first person talking about how he committed an entire genocide of a planet. And basically at the end, he was just like, you know, dealing with the morality of that. And he just kind of leans in the camera and he's like, this is war and I would do it again. And he just like walks away. I dude, I love Captain Cisco. He's such a badass. Uh, not for that, but I mean, in general, this goes back. This goes back to the whole character. He is such a good character. There we go. Okay, like, that's fair. Yeah, and although Maybe I hear, I hear he's that. like he's a war criminal, Sam. He's what a are you war doing? criminal, low key murder homo that everyone respects. <laughs> yeah. Because you can be a well-written character and evil monster, but yeah, we're we're gonna we're gonna jump out of this in real life and we're gonna jump into celebrity DD. yeah neat and we're gonna do a hard one because i feel like we haven't done a hard one before we haven't really done a hard one yet and this hard <laughs> are you sure have we not done a hard one yet <laughs> we really know like we've actually so done some relatively hard. easy ones. so hard uh, <laughs> that's going to be gift. Um, <laughs> oh, so, um, we're going to do Rick Moranis, uh, star of late eighties, early nineties comedies. Uh, and I wanted it to be hard because I like, so far I feel like the ones we've been doing have been easy. I want to see where he would fit. Into I think this one's easy. pretty easy too. Yeah. You think it's easy? Well, I, guess, I don't think that this just isn't a hard thing. Cause I think this, it's like, I don't know. I've just, I've made so many hundreds of characters, like, to me, like, this, there's not, like, a hard one. There's just, there's ones where people might not 
have like a specific niche, but that just means it's more open. But yeah, I've already got I can I've already got an idea for it from right now. All right. Well, let's start with you then. I want to see what you got. Uh, I mean, no, I'm not saying like I I need to write it. I just I will whatever. I'll go. So point being, I would put him as a and this is uh, specifically I think jumping off like a kind of Ghostbusters thing. Uh, have him like like a gnome tinkerer. Have like a, an artificer, and have like this character be someone a very like NPC type character that uh that that's always like again like lives in a little fucking laboratory under a mountain and is always just like pumping out shit super clever like in and uh and we could even riff off of between like honey Shark the kids ghostbusters like all these different things and have those moments in the game where like he accidentally makes like a uh because there's a shrink and large spell uh and like make something where you it's like a super shrink spell where you don't just go one eighth your size you go like one fiftieth your size and now you're dealing with like a micro D D game and like all the bad guys are like now like ants and cockroaches um there's all kinds of fun stuff you could do but that's I, that's where i would go with them i have a really fun idea for a backstory for that where essentially he like he wasn't like he had he had an apprenticeship basically mm-hmm and uh, essentially his master died really early on in this apprenticeship, but he didn't really tell anyone. So he just kind of self-taught on his own. And so he's kind of like this bumbling artificer as a result. Mm-hmm. And so like he tends to be sort of like a random glass cannon sometimes where, you know, a mistake turns into a really big fucking mistake at, like a, a mistake so big that it would turn into its own quest just to unfuck this mistake. <laughs> I dig it. I think also in part of one of the things of his backstory is he might've fallen in love with the giantess based <laughs> off of the fact that he looks like super into Sigourney Weaver and uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. And he's been like trying to discover a way to make himself bigger so he can be with this woman who doesn't know he exists. <laughs> That's so funny. And and I, yeah. and, I, and I like the idea that he's like an absolutely infuriating person to be around. But he's, he's annoying as hell. But he's so affectionately lovable, there's nothing you can really do about it. <laughs> yeah. I could we could also so put him sort of at odds with real Elon Musk. To where like oh. this is the little like <laughs> tiny tinkerer in the mountain who's just bumbling through, but is like kind of brilliant and accidentally stumbles across like these incredible scientific discoveries. Well, whilst at the other side of things, you have real Elon Musk in his like metal lotus facility who just hates him. And maybe like he's constantly trying to like get rid of him so that he doesn't have any competition or like kill little Rick Moranis <laughs> or steal his inventions. And so we'd have like a brood war between like stumbly bumbly over here and then Elon Musk. <laughs> you know, even better. <laughs> Rick Moranis' character is the reason Elon Musk is there. He fucked up so oh. bad that actually Elon Musk got sucked into the D&D world and has hated his He's He's our ever. Ghostbusters Vigo. Yes. <laughs> he yes. got Vigo into that reality. <laughs> That's super funny. <laughs> and so, like, he, and every time he sees him, like, you just see this, like, seething hatred of Elon Musk. And, like, Rick Moranis is like, dude, I'm so sorry. I don't, I'm trying to fix this. I don't know what to do. <laughs> That's hilarious. Absolutely. That, that could be like the main mistake. Like that could be the quest. Like they it could be put them together is like you stumble across him and, and he lets you know, he's like, I might've accidentally summoned a guy from a different dimension who's now causing havoc. Oh. And now, and so you have to go try to like, like reality shift Elon Musk out of this world. 
and, uh, and, and but he takes with him a fae named Grimes. Yeah. <laughs> I sense fae posting here. Yes. Fae posting. Absolutely. <laughs> no, and and the and the best thing about this, like, you know, tall women being the the exclusive thing. Maybe like he has a thing for like Stevie Nicks. You know, like that's oh, like part of it too. The goddess he worships. Yes, yeah. he worships the god Stevie Nicks. Like he prays to Stevie Nicks when things get weird. <laughs> I love that. I'm all about it. Oh my goodness. So okay, so we have this bumbly stumbly artificer. So. Would is he? Would you consider him a combatant in general? I mean, does he have the temperament as such, or is he like? Is he the one? He runs and hides. (laughs) I think. I mean, I I think he would have. Once again, like I think, like he's that glass cannon type character where I, I like I wouldn't want to wouldn't tell people to play as him, but I would have him as an NPC that could protect himself with gadgets and potions and bombs and stuff. But then, like, but doesn't really have anything. It's not like you wouldn't, like, be up in the mix. But he could have, like, little minions, have, like, little robots or little, like, automatons that, like, work with him and stuff. Maybe he, so he might have made refuge in an old, like, uh, Druger or Dwarven sort of citadel. So he has, like, ancient Dwarven ruins to work with. And so he has these old Dwarven automatons, like, he kicks it with. He's, like, buddies with some Ironforged or some Warforged. Uh, and and he just has he's had free reign over this old dwarven workshop. So while he isn't a combatant, he might have like an army of goons of like little automatons that work for him. I just thought of something really funny. Like I just imagine him in his spare time making little apology bots to send to Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> he just sends them. They like have like a little note and like a little atomic spider goes by. And like and, and the thing is like Elon Musk like keeps destroying the robot. He's not even like looking at it. He keeps destroying the robot. So he keeps finding new ways to send him these robots. So like one comes flying, one comes tunneling, one comes walking. I love it. <laughs> I think it's great. I'm all about it. Uh, I, I, I see him as a lawful lawful good. Definitely a lawful good character. I wouldn't I, if we. I wouldn't. I don't know about lawful just the lawful you generally goes along with like a sense of or like a more like resolute stoic type uh-huh. but certainly good i think it'd be more like chaotic because he's a little like kind of crazy and like w- doesn't necessarily adhere to anything because if we make him this sort of goofy guy i think it would be much more like a, a chaotic but definitely good like i think he wants to do only but he might like make mistakes because he's so he's like a silly kind of bumbly character i just and another person I imagine coming into this is like Mickey Rourke. Like they have like this really weird, super like friendly friendship, the way that like a German shepherd would have with a cat. Yeah, that's like a, <laughs> that's a buddy cop show I would watch oh, in a second. It's, it's like that comic, like Pixie and Brutus. Yeah, it's like Pixie and Brutus. Like that's exactly how I see it. And like, I just imagine him like riding on his shoulders and he's just like this got this like contraption <laughs> on his head. So it's like a, a three totem pole thing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, a, it's like the, the Mandalorian and, uh, and Nick Baby Nolte's Yoda. character. Yes. <laughs> it's like the Mandalorian oh, yeah. and Baby Yoda. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, uh, that is man. super funny. Uh, but, but yeah, and I, I think that's, I think it'd be a, a lot of fun having a kind of character like that that's, sort of goofy a lot more it'd be a charming like jovial little thing you could throw in there um so but it can give you huge power-ups yeah the, the 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 last thing i would ask about this character is like you know he why do, why does he want to continue being a stumbly bumbly artificer because like it's one thing to like you know 
if you're really good at what you're doing, it's one thing, but you know, if he's an awesome, but also super shitty artificer, um, like what's, what's the motivation for continuing to do it? I think we stick with like the love thing. Think of the, the, he loves, he just, his whole, he's just, maybe he's like a super romantic. Like it, the only thing he cares about, like while he's an artificer, what you don't realize you could like find a bunch of his journals and he just writes love poetry all day. Like when he's off talking about his giantess that he's in love with. And he's always like writing notes and trying to like make friends. I think he probably is just kind of like, he's super weird and no one wants to be around him. And like, all he really wants is like have friends. Maybe that's why he makes all these automatons uh that stay around him because he's just kind of lonely because no one likes him <laughs> and then he's in love with a giant who doesn't care about him he looks up to elon musk who hates him and he's just a lonely lovable little guy <laughs> actually if you, if you can get him a date he'll give you anything he wants what if what if stevie nicks does love him what if that's like a thing where like mm-hmm. then it'd be harder to give him a motivation but i like it yeah. well no like she's if anything, it actually adds to both stories in the sense that she maybe she is in love with him, but she's a god, and you know, this would be highly embarrassing for her to love such a lowly oh, yeah. level of human. But he also loves well, her because, <laughs> well, he loves her because you know she she has this high charisma that brings people together, and it's like everything mm-hmm. that he wants and, and sees in, in this person, other than also being super tall. So like. I imagine they have this weird love that can't ever touch each other. Kind of like, you know, they, they're always circling around. And <laughs> we, <laughs> so no, he's like a hopeless romantic. Stevie Nick, Stevie Nicks does love him, but she's like the only one that he's like, not into it. <laughs> it's really like the only thing he, the only one who doesn't really like is maybe he's like really intimidated or like really doesn't dig Stevie Nicks' vibe at all. So you have Stevie Nicks who loves little Tinkerer, the Tinkerer who's just desperate for love, but is like genuinely terrified or like disgusted by Stevie Nicks. Is like, nah, that's not my thing. No, sorry, lady. And she's like, I'm a literal goddess. What's the fucking problem here? And he's just like, I'm just not into it. What if, what if, what if she's, what if he's like, <laughs> What if he's like, I really don't believe in religion or anything. So. <laughs> yeah, he's convinced she isn't real because oh. she's supposed to be a goddess and he refuses to accept that she's a real thing. <laughs> and he, he thinks she's just a part of his imagination. Uh, uh, no, even better. She, he's That's like, so funny. And he's like, anything that you can do, I can explain by science. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, that, oh my, it's not that he didn't believe she's real. He thinks she's a fraud. Oh. Uh, so he's constantly trying to like disprove her goddesshood. And that somehow makes her kind of like more endeared to him because she thinks it's hilarious. But then she gets frustrated because she's like, no, no, no I, I really am. Like, it's not funny anymore. You know, I am a goddess. And he's like, sure you are, sweetie. <laughs> so she's, so her whole quest or side quest is trying to prove that her powers exist to this guy. <laughs> yeah. And because, yeah, because if he's, he's, because as an artificer, like you're also, you have magical powers. So he can do magic and stuff. So a lot of times when she does like very like, like, I mean, she's a goddess and do whatever she wants. He's just like, yeah, well, I mean, I can figure Give me a week. I'll make a spell. I'll oh, figure no, it out. No, I can do the, that too. And that would be, no, and the funny part is maybe she's like, like shooting off God tier spells or whatever. And he's just like, science, science, doesn't do anything to me. Don't care. Whatever. You're fraud. That's hilarious. <laughs> that is such a funny dynamic. <laughs> oh my goodness. So funny. I, would, I would play a side campaign with just these two and just those things and just try to figure that out. That is so fun. <laughs> yeah, I could definitely write a story about it. That'd be hilarious. I dig it. Yeah. I honestly, I 
this this was more fun than I thought it was going to be. Like I knew this was gonna be fun, <laughs> but this I love I love working out characters with you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna mosey on. Uh, mosey on down. We're gonna mosey on to the hills we die on. Oh, it's fight time. Yes. You're gonna hate mine, oh. Sam. <laughs> I I don't um, I, I imagine that I will. I do have one though. <laughs> um, I imagine I will. <laughs> but uh, this one, it's not as a controversial. It's just something that I've noticed um, forever, and it, it bugs the shit out of me because it's a, it's lazy writing. B, it's lazy writing, and C, it indicates such a large trope. And I mean, it really is such a large trope that we don't even we don't even notice it anymore. Mm-hmm. I hate uh, dance. I hate when movies end on a dance sequence, essentially. Like a music dance. That is dance such sequence. a specific thing. I hate it. When they I, end on a dance sequence? Like, give me an example. Yeah. Like uh, Shrek. Shrek's a good example. Like, it, it, it wraps up and then dance scene. Everyone's dancing around. And I'm like, oh, I saw her face. Like, now, Shrek is just one example of so many things thousands of movies whether you're watching the movie this is the end whether you're uh whether you're watching, like it's just this is it's so very so i think it's more specific than you think it is it's it, i know it's i know it's so specific and i know it's such a weird hill to die on but i'm i'm just burnt out of the idea where it's like hey let's wrap this up with a dance sequence everyone's happy and credits i just <laughs> it's so I think you love that. Usually, you love fucking singing, I, dancing, no, and jovial bullshit okay, like no, that. No, I do. I know. I do. The thing is, if it's a musical, if it's intent of being like a musical movie or something, yes, that makes sense. But if you're, if it's a movie that doesn't necessarily call for this thing, <laughs> it, it just seems so disjarred, and it just seems so not necessary. Just close out, like close it out. Everyone, you know. However, you need to build this narrative to close it out. Do that because if you don't do that, it just it just feels like you just didn't try. Like I just okay. I hate. It. <laughs> I know it's dumb. It is. I'm a not dumb really thing. on your hill because I don't. You don't have to be on my hill. This is my hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I know it's dumb, but it's, I just it's not dumb. I mean, I have some dumb ones too, but it's just it's again like that's. That is such a strange thing, especially for you to dislike. I I, th- I think what what, what I, th- I think it really stems as uh, being a kid, and more importantly, being a Disney kid. Uh, no one ever dances with you at your birthday parties. Is that uh, what it is? Are you dance. reflecting? Um. Well, uh, at, at the <laughs> church dances, I would dance with chairs because no one would dance with me. Uh, but oh, could I'm you sorry, lift all the chairs to show the ladies you were strong? <laughs> That's how you do it. <laughs> Uh, only if you, you only if I was help setting up, but that's not the hero there. The thing is, uh, I got kind of burnt out on this whole everything's great, everyone dance about it thing, and I just you just uh, hate happiness. I didn't know, we I, talk about this a few weeks ago? You both of you hate happiness. <laughs> I love happiness. I just I, I I don't like lazy writing, and I feel like the end of of a like dancing <laughs> any with the dance sequence is lazy. Writing. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's shorts. This one's a short one for me, but that's what I that's got. That's okay. 
Uh, I mean, I, I will say, I, I, this isn't my, my hill, but I, I, what I will say is I don't care about like Desperate at the end. I fucking loathe when shows that aren't musicals randomly throw in a musical episode. Oh yeah. Get no, out of my fucking that. life. What are you doing? Wait, Why are you wait, singing wait, and dancing? Wait, like on, on the magicians and Sabrina and shit like that. It happens a lot. Riverdale. In movies. Oh God. It's why. Stop it. All of you stop it. None of and you can also, sing. And also like, Go yeah, away. none of you can sing and like you shouldn't be. So who the fuck decided to do this? Everyone looks stupid. And, like, yeah. Stop it. It makes me super mad, but that's all right. That's a tiny, tiny hill. That's a little mount, uh, a co- but, correlated mount. But the Buffy musical, that was great. Shut know. up. <laughs> <laughs> you no, it's not. Musicals are, I mean, see, again, you're a musical kid. I don't like that shit. I think it's stupid. I also hate musicals for the most part. Anyway, sorry. <laughs> we'll, we'll argue that hill some other time. <laughs> what other, what, what, what's the main hill? What's the main hill you got? Uh, <laughs> Okay, I, I, I don't think I've done this one before. Uh, I hate parody music. I despise Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> I despise, I just, I hate parody music. It You're... seems it seems trashy and it seems cheap and it seems like, it doesn't seem like authentic. I, I just, I despise it. I, I used to work at a Star Wars bar in Hollywood and we'd play Baby Yoda, that fucking song. So, and it, it drives nails into my fucking ears. I hate it. I hate parody music. I hate parodies in general. I just hate parody. I, I hate parody movies as well. Like, stop riffing off other things because you don't have a good idea. Like, I don't, and I get that it can be intelligent, and I don't, I'm not disrespecting Weird Al or any of these people for not being smart because I do think it takes a lot of time to make a parody, but I still think you sound fucking dumb. I don't like it. So, are, are, you, are you mad about the fact that they're, they're, they're ripping? music for their own lyrics like is there is there like a line where the parody is okay versus not because like satire is a form of parody in a way like is, is that where, where does that line for you kind it is of satire is very much so i mean i see it i guess the line is more if you take something and it if you just copy something and make something that's not a comedy a comedy like it's it's the like a, a good satire like something that is alluding to another thing is I think charming and authentic, Wait, but if do you, you just hate spaceballs, I don't like spaceballs at all. <gasps> I saw that coming. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't like it. So um, there's like maybe two jokes in like Scary Movie that I enjoyed. Uh, besides that, like I don't like any of these fucking. Well, Scary Movie's garbage though. Like that, that, that's yeah. a garbage. That's like the <laughs> only one that I even kind of like. Actually, not another teen movie had some bangers in it. But again, not another teen movie wasn't a direct parody. It was more of like a giant. Well that, well that was a satire it was a satire on the trope is what it was exactly and so that i guess that's more that's what i'm saying like if, if you make something where it is an authentic story and you are just like alluding to a bunch of stuff that's fine but if you just copy something and and remake something exactly as it was as something different like space balls for instance i think that's dumb i think it was trashy it's also an 80s movie i fucking hate the 80s yeah uh, yeah and i don't I, I think it's cheap and i think it's inauthentic well i mean I guess there's a further argument there where it's like, how do you feel about postmodernism then? Because it's kind of the same thing where you deconstruct one thing to create another, which is essentially what parody is for the most part. Uh, I mean, do, do you have give, me, this... give me a specific example when you say postmodernism. Like, what exactly are you uh, post- referring to? Postmodernism is a good example of that would be Robin Hood Men in Tights. I don't uh, like it. <laughs> 
I will. I like that one a lot more than most like parody stuff. But but I still think it's like. But I also I, that whole genre though. Like even so, y'all. Everyone's gonna hate me for this. Cancel me. I don't think the Princess Bride is as good as everyone says. It you is. eat a dick and die in a fire. Like, oh my and god! Because it seems silly. I'm just. I think part of my I'm not a goofy silly person. It's part of the charm. I love. I know. Princess I just. I don't. I'm not a big fan of like goofy oh, silly whims- so whimsy's good. not my jam how oh my i'm dying i just uh, turning your I mean, you not know me all i talk about <laughs> is masochism hate and darkness like that's who i like what about whimsical worlds do you think i enjoy i don't know uh, really and that is not me saying that head prince head bride's head. a bad movie i just think it's i think it is a nostalgia movie that a lot of people say they love but it's like all right cool like when's the last time you watched it i don't fucking know most people just like to be on the train um, I probably watch it like once every two years. Like yeah, it's, it's a it's a watch for me. you I mean, but it's also like one of your hills that it's like your that is your fucking thing. Like you love that movie. That's because I just like it because of the dialogue. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not you know Shakespeare. It's not amazing dialogue, but there's like some good lines out of there. Oh no, and it, like the, the the chemistry between Wesley and Buttercup was amazing as well. So for I'm sure, just and, like, and again, that's why I like it. Don't take take me out of context. I, I I didn't say it's a bad movie. I like Princess Bride. I do like that movie. I'm just saying that whole genre of kind of like goofy, silly, like the uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights, like there, there, there's a specific like whimsical, goofy genre that sort of like a bunch of things fit in in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's just not my favorite type, but that kind of leads, that is a, not, it's congruent, but not the same as parody. Uh, but parody is specific. I don't like parodies. I, I dislike the music. I dislike movies. I dislike when you just copy something and slap a, like a comedy aspect over it. It's a facade that I don't appreciate. All right. I should move on to mine because we're running out of time. Uh, So I guess we're sticking with movies. I fucking hate disaster movies. I think they're stupid. And I think it's like, I just just don't like them. I don't. I really don't. Except for like, fuck, what was that one with Jake Gyllenhaal? The one where it's like ridiculous amount of like, uh... It was like the environmentalist one where like the poles switch or something. Oh yeah, twenty twelve. Yeah, no, 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 no. That was before. Um, <sighs> I know what you're talking I, about. Though. I haven't watched it forever, but I remember like kind of liking it because. Oh, of, like, oh, is it the day after tomorrow? Yes, yes, that one. Yeah, that's the only disaster movie that I actually like because we had decent acting and Emmy Rossum is fine. Yeah, I but, think that started uh, like the it. trend of those though, because that I think no, that was there like, were disaster movies in the eighties. Like, there were disaster adventures. But this was like the apocalypse. Ones. Yeah. Yeah. This was there was a bunch of the, there was a bunch of very similar movies that happened like right in a row. Yeah. And I think the day after tomorrow was like started kind of that trend of like, oh, we're yeah. trapped in New York during the apocalypse. There's like a fucking there's one that was on like Hulu or something that came out in 2016. My mom's been watching a lot of disaster movies, which like she shows me scenes from it. I'm like, the acting's horrible, like the casting doesn't make sense. First of all, they cast like a white girl to be part like Latina. I'm like that doesn't Aero make any Smith sense. Is a thing. It's- <laughs> I'm just like, okay, like they have they have high budget sometimes for like the CG, but like you can see where all of their money went in these movies is just for like the CG and the acting's yeah. god awful. It's just like it's disaster a, porn. People it, love disaster just, porn. It's, I just think they're pointless. I just think they're dumb. And like, I just, I just don't like them at all. I think I'm, ha- I'm halfway up your hill. Like, cause I, I can I watch them. I think like they're them. fun, but I, uh, but I do get it. I think they're mostly dumb. They're, they're almost all just like really stupid. Remember, do you remember the movie 1111 came out a while back? <laughs> it was no. such a fucking nightmare of a movie. 
Uh, but it, it was another like world yeah. ending. But it was about spirits and stuff. We sure. we 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 do need to wrap up because we've been doing it a while. But yes, I'm definitely yeah. on that hill with you. Uh, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for watching our show. Shannon, where can we find you in the world? You can find me uh, Shanny Bees on Twitch TV, and eventually, I know I said this last week, but uh, I might start my YouTube, which is also Shanny Bees. But yeah. Uh, and then also here on Chuckle Sluts, Shane Brunetti on Instagram, Shaney B on Twitter, Shaney B Happy. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you can find me shambling around town drunk. Uh, uh, but also at a, on Instagram at ZClap1. Uh, and then uh, I will be releasing a bunch of footage or, or TV stuff on YouTube's and on, on the TV's um, TV show called Becoming Famous and a short film series called Star Wars Bounty Hunters Season Deliver uh, very soon. They'll all be linked in the bio when they come out. Uh, okay, I would give you the long one, but we are running out of time. You can find me here at Chuckle Salts with these guys and maybe growing mushrooms on my head when I'm at home. Uh, th <laughs> thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, because without you, this is not worth doing. We will see you next week. Hey. Hey. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Chuckle Sluts. You made it to the big 2 well. We're almost old enough to drink. My name is Samuel Luck. I'm Shady Brunetti. I'm Gay Kurt Cobain. Gay I mean, I'm Kurt Zach Cobain. <laughs> Gay Cobain. Gay Cobain. Yes. <laughs> And uh, I was like Teen Spirit in here. Uh, yeah, it does. I mean, I'm wearing the same t shirt for three weeks. It's certainly got a. <laughs> what are you, a 90s cartoon character, bro? This, it's, my, <laughs> it's my Dylan Fardum collection. Okay, okay. Just let it be. Anyway, we're going to do something slightly different. We're not going to start off with Del World, though. We're going to actually start off with Get Wrecked today. Um, who wants to start us off? I can. Go for it, it. Shinani Nani. So I work at a surf shop. I don't surf, but my dad is a huge surfer and he watches this movie on repeat. So I've seen it like 11 billion times. It's called The Endless Summer. It came out in 1966 and it's what uh, caused like the whole surfing boom. Um, once this movie came out in theaters, it was just like really cool, you know, people filming surfers for like the first time made a motion picture length like surf video basically it's like a documentary about people um surfing in hawaii and then off the coast of california and it's actually super cool because you get to see how like surfing was in the 1960s and i'm not a surfer and i really fucking enjoy it and it's just very peaceful too if you want to have something on in the background as you're trying to go to sleep my dad passes out to it all the time on the couch but it's just it's not boring it's just very nice the music's just nice and peaceful the cinematography is beautiful and it's just like super fucking zen of a movie dig that Does I, I i definitely there's a fun vibe for like uh sort of like classic west coast like beachy movies they just have like a, a fun kind thing even even when they read it like i don't know what the new like the lords of dogtown came out maybe like 10 15 yeah. years ago it had that same vibe and i loved it i, I found that movie kind of boring like I couldn't, I couldn't get into it. I wanted to, I because I, I love this. Like the, mm. the, the the trailers were cool, and I watched them. It's like, I'm, eh, you know, it was an okay movie, I guess. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah, I was just saying, like the vibe is cute. Yeah. I'll get that. The, even the original Lords of Dogtown wasn't as uh, cool. Like it didn't incite the same like emotion and like mm -hmm. vibe for me that uh, Endless Summer did. So yeah, no, I'll I'll yeah. give it a watch again. I like those styles of movies. I haven't seen that one, but I'm down. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, I can just, I can go. Is it, hold on, really quick. Animal oh, Summer, is it like a narrative thing? Is there like a storyline or is it just people surfing? So it's like the guy who made the movie is narrating it and it's his footage and stuff from him and his buddies and he talks about his summer that he went surfing and he was like it was oh. the endless summer so it's kind of like him documenting his trip to go surfing all around oh, all these so different a, places. So, so it's a documentary. Yeah, it's a documentary, but it's kind of like he tells you about like his trip and they show like the people and the places that they're surfing and it has a kind of narrative vibe to it, but like like there is like a narrative story to it, but it's it, it is a documentary. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Zach, what do you got? <laughs> uh I am gonna go with uh this is actually an eighties movie, weirdly something I wouldn't normally What? Um there's a sci fi movie called Enemy Mine. Which is it was, I don't know if it was a big movie or not. My dad really liked it. He made me watch it when I was young. It's a, just a super cool movie. Uh, Dennis Quaid was in it back in the day. And uh, to shorten it super fast, basically like a, a human pilot crash lands like on a, a little, or on like a different planet or a moon or something. It's been a while since I've seen the movie. Uh, but lands and then is sort of captured by an alien. And he's like an alien that adverse to his cause, they're enemies and somehow. Um, but with them being captured, they're, they're both stuck and landlocked on this planet. And they kind of like learn about each other's culture and they end up becoming like really good friends to protect each other. And kind of like you, you switch through a lot of emotions going through this. And, um, but it's a lot of fun. There's a lot of like weird shit in the movie that uh, seemed a little ahead of its time. It was really, it was a, uh, just a really like charming film. Um, but it, it, there's, a, I don't know. It was just, it's a, it's a good eighties romp. Lots of like some random cheap sci-fi action. Um, but it was, it was cool. I enjoyed it very much. There's definitely a scene where Dennis Quaid has to eat alien poop. That sucks. Uh, not my favorite part of the movie. But a big plot point. Wait, wait, why, why does he, hold on, why does he have to? Like it's one thing uh, because to, to Dennis Quaid's going to die because he doesn't have any food to eat and the alien does have food and the alien's like, well, my species doesn't like digest nutrients the same way yours does, so you can eat that. That'll have enough nutrients for you to survive. And it's the, oh. literally the only thing he can eat, so it like, force feeds Dennis Quaid like, the poop so he can survive. Oh my god. Yeah. But then they end up, ra he raises the alien's son. It's cute. It ends up being charming and nice. They're I... space pirates. It's pretty cool. <sighs> I almost want to recommend something very similar. I have, I, uh, I mean, not to that, but like mom and dad saved the world is what was on my mind, but I think I'll save that for another get wrecked. Um, my, my get wrecked today is a completely forgotten Don Bluth film uh, called Titan AE. The animated oh, one? I needed a watch yeah. That. that movie's it's not forgotten. That movie is great. It's a great fucking movie that no one gives a shit exists anymore. Like it doesn't come up in 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 like recommendations. It doesn't come up on Reddit anymore. It doesn't come up anywhere, and it bugs the shit out of me because it was so. 2000s. It's a good movie. It's so. Yeah, good. it's a real good movie. I loved it. I'm a huge fan of that. And movie. that's why I'm recommending because it's been buried to time, and I ha it has to be seen by the mm -hmm. new generation. Uh, <laughs> can we also talk about how Don Bluth can only draw men two ways? Like, with the same haircut, it's like either they're a bear or they're a twink. Like, either way. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Dimitri from Anastasia has that same fucking haircut, and I'm like, bro. You know, I, so I didn't notice it until you said something, but mm -hmm. yeah. So, for those who don't know what Titan is, it's a great fucking story about um, Earth is getting smashed by an alien who is worried about the potential of humans, so might as well knock them out while we can. 
in in desperation, they build this massive ship called Titan AE. They send it off into space, and then we all become a bunch of drifter colony bums uh, out the universe, and and we're like on our last legs, and they're trying to find this ship that is supposed to help rebuild humanity. Um, but I mean that the story is great. It's a short film, actually. I, I think it's like a seventy minute film. It's very short but it's so good uh, in terms of like the development and realistically the music makes it uh, the music was mostly cr- a really good score and a great score by a band early 2000s band called lit uh, well late 90s early 2000s but uh, a band called lit and a couple other bands I still have the soundtrack on my iTunes somewhere but the music alone is worth it the characters and the aliens are super cool and I just I, what really sold it for me was uh, that scene where he goes to sit down and eat, and you see all the little little aliens jumping off the off the plate. Yeah. <laughs> like it was such a good, like good, good attention to detail there. Um, that and like it was weird because it was two D and three D elements that were in this movie. Uh, and it kind of had like a space pirate vibe too, because it doesn't. He goes on like they're on like the pirate ship, right? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's, it's fucking cool. There's just like there's space pirates, there's alien battles, there's oh, there's so much cool shit in that movie. There, there's there's space bikes, uh, and uh, yeah. with a song called Cosmic Castaway that I always think about when I'm like on a road trip. <laughs> um, I highly recommend this movie. Um, if you can find it, if you can find it, that's the big thing. It's, 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 it is hard to find. The one that I have is on VHS, I think. Uh, if you can find Apparently it. Apparently you can rent it for four bucks and watch it on YouTube right now. Yee! <laughs> and that is the only place you can watch it if you want to stream it. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. Like I said, it is it, 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 a hard find. Um, but I'm gonna move. We're gonna move on from Get Wrecked. Uh, we're gonna jump into. Um, oh, what is it? Um, we're gonna jump into Celebrity D and D. Initially, we were gonna do uh, Wallace Shawn. From uh, we're not doing Wallace Shawn. We're not gonna do Wallace Shawn because we talked about it. Talk, we talked about him a lot actually. Uh, last episode, uh, sort of through Princess Bride and also through Deep Space Nine because he's in that too. Oh, is he the fucking? He's the Ferengi. Is he, is he the slimy? He's slimy the casino baby. He's the great. He's the, he's the slimy casino baby. <laughs> yeah. The oh my god, I didn't casino. even realize that. Yeah. Like it's it's <laughs> oh, one of his neat. better roles. Uh, and I feel like we talked about him so much. That, you know, yeah. we're gonna do it again. Fuck it, we're gonna talk about it. Fuck <laughs> it. Fuck it. I, I wanna, it. I thought First I, of all, goblin. Period. <laughs> yep. Goblin. goblin. A goblin merchant. A goblin merchant. Oh, that's actually perfect. Oh my god. Sorry, we're going ahead. I apologize. We're, no, I we're, just he looks like a goblin in real life. Yes, goblin yeah. goblin merchant who essentially is a straight up arms dealer, good or bad, doesn't matter. Like he he's the perfect level of slime mm-hmm. when he you know when he needs to be. For sure. He always carries, uh, what is it, lidocaine powder with him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, no, making him a merchant, that's brilliant. Because because that could give him, like, connections to the underworld and through different Mm -hmm. things. Like, he's He's back-channel, goblin, kobold-connected. in with maybe the Zentarum. He's, like, buddy-buddy friends with some Zentarums, but he's not, like, part of it because they don't fucking trust him. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's the he's the kind of guy that you you would call for like the most very 
last of resorts. Like he is because no matter what happens, like no matter what deal you have with them, there's always going to be some scum on your fucking shoe mm-hmm. as a resort. For sure. It's he's definitely one of those where like it's and then the last kisser is like, oh, I mean, I got a guy. Like, yeah. I don't want to call him, but I got Wait a guy a, if you need it. Wait he's, a second. What if he did like deals like Rumpelstiltskin though? Like if he didn't have enough payment for what you needed, like what if he like steals your firstborn child or something? Ooh, that's a fun aspect. That could give him like, so he, maybe he seems like a goblin, but in reality, he might actually be uh, kind of like in disguise. That's more of his, what he, he does to keep people off his trail. But in reality, he's much more like that. Like a, either like a vampire or like an Ifrit or an Oni because Onis are shapeshifters or whatnot. An Oni would actually be really good because they're typically evil and super intelligent. And so he seems, keeps up the facade of a goblin, but in reality, he's a much more powerful deal-making djinn type character. I, I kind of see him as like the Tor network of the Dungeons and Dragons world. Like he's, you know, he's, he's responsible for getting you connected to every sort of super awful illegal shit you could possibly do. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and but it all comes with a price though it all comes with a comes price. With the price yeah and it's because and he and you never really know how he gets the stuff you just sort of give him a list and he's just like all right give me three days and mm. when he comes back and he's just like what do you want me he's like i don't accept money what you got what you got <laughs> well and, it's, it's more like a i don't accept payment right away let's just here here's a here's an iou statement and it's like like they literally carry this around because it's like an instant teleportation to that person and it's like a cursed item, basically, and it's always on your person at all times. And you can't throw it away; it'll just teleport back to you. It, yeah, and he could show up literally at any fucking moment in time to collect. I, but I, 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 I'm all about that because you can, but you and you could put him as like he's like a lawful evil character though so he always comes through these deals like everyone knows like you don't deal with them but if you do like he'll honor his deal but he'll also collect on his deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is a fun way to do it. That's that's not very much like a like devils in the in the D and D world. Mm-hmm. Devils are notorious for being lawful evil. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and that would, yeah, that's super cool. It would be really interesting if he himself wasn't a devil, but more like sponsored by a devil. If that makes any sense, he's for the sure. devil's little toady. <laughs> that's a that would be a good way to do it. To, yeah, like he's sort of the in between. So maybe in this particular like D and D realm. Devils don't have a lot of influence. There's not a lot of like cross paths, much like in, in a lot of games, devils are all over the fucking place. In this, mm-hmm. like he's the intermediary between. Um, and Kinda so like yeah, a like maybe he has or a, something. Yeah, he has like a direct link to Mephistopheles or some Ooh, shit. Or, or even better, he he he's actually a bigger link though. Like he he links to literally every evil god because he's so effective at what he does. So if you wanted to talk mm-hmm. with like uh lolf or something you can do that if you wanted to talk with mephistopheles you can do that through this guy he's just the biggest microphone for all the evil big baddies yeah for sure because if when if you don't come through on his deal like his thing so the devils take care of him and make sure he's always okay but and what he does in 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 return is he collects like when you make a deal with him your soul is up for grab or somebody else's soul so if you don't come through with what you're supposed to do you now belong to the devil and, and so that's I, the, that's why the devils work with him because he gives them free souls and, and one thing i love about this idea is i like the idea that he's essentially non-interventionalist in a way like he's not gonna like mm-hmm. help or harm you on your quest but every every king every wizard even every like god on earth who's like good will not 
fuck with this guy. Like, mm-hmm. like there's just fear in every king's face. Don't work with that man. You know, yeah. don't like even Stevie Nicks is like, no, like no. Or, or like even murder murder choir Kanye West is like, <laughs> yeah, no, I that's I think it's a, that's a great uh, character to have in there for sure. I feel like Robin Williams during his soul stealing days probably knew him and crossed paths <laughs> with this guy. Better better yet, he replaced Robin Williams. Like Robin mm. Williams was that person, and then this guy replaced him as a result. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Like while uh, Sean's like, I'll do it. <laughs> my time has come. <laughs> I can see that. For sure. That's it's such a cool, uh, like a cool thing to have in a game too, because it's one of those, uh, especially for someone like you, Sam, like you love like the deck of many things and you have like game breaking stuff. So this is one of those where like you get caught in a corner and it's like, well, I, th- how am I, how are we going to do this? We need some kind of game breaking, like reality shifting power. It's like, well, we got to, there's one place we know we can get it, but it's going to come with a price. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you end up like, yeah, he's your only option. I, I do want to do one thing to make him less like, like insidious. I would love it to be like one of those, like kind of like a, uh, an evil legend thing where you wish for a thing, but it's done super ridiculously. So like, you know, you're up against the dragon. The you're in the deals. Yeah, you're in a quarter and, and you call this dude up real quick. It's like, hey, I need you to take care of this. And I just imagine like getting like a massive bag of holding and just putting the dragon in it. And he's like, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're just like, oh, the, the evil king took over this kingdom. We have to kill the evil king. And he's like, dope. And he like nukes the whole city. <laughs> the city's eviscerated. Gone, he's like, well, the king's dead. Like, what? Put the whole kingdom's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You can thank me later, and you will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the women and children. Like ba- basically, yeah. to 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 ask for something, you would need to lawyer the shit out of the ask. Basically, I want you to kill the king. Don't kill anyone else in the process. Do not destroy anything else in the process. Like you yeah. have to like list the very genie episode like a, that uh, a, like a wish episode of uh, the x-files where Mulder had to make like the perfect wish to bring reality back to the way it was i think there was an episode like that which was a fun one but it was exactly that like he had to law your back reality and oh, the way it's supposed to be are you kidding i would love that to be a quest like the perfect like the perfect wish and it it has to do with exactly something like this uh, that'd be so also cool. fox Mulder is a dnd character we get that's, a, that's another character that. sheet i would do i'd yeah. put fox Mulder in a world that'd be so much fun yeah. Anyway, absolutely. sorry. Then tangent. So, I mean, in terms of his relationship to other NPCs, other than Robin Williams, which I imagine they would be mortal enemies, uh, but that, they're mortal enemies that cannot touch each other. Uh, like who? Like who else would would this person essentially work with? Uh, probably Mickey Rourke. I mean. Or maybe I don't know if Mickey Rourke would like fuck with him. He probably. I don't think Mickey Rourke would. He's too like Mickey Rourke does stuff himself. Like he fixes his own fucking problems. Maybe actual Elon Musk is trying to find a way. That's what I was saying. Actually, Elon Musk would totally do that. You're like, I'm trying to get the fuck back home. Someone get me home. Or I mean, one thing going with our goofy fucking Rick Moranis tinkerer. I bet if. (laughs) <laughs> so what like if they were he wouldn't, bridge buddies that, that's what i was about to say they could just be friends like the only friends they normally have because they can't deal with normal people all the time and our little goofy tinkerer doesn't really get it doesn't really understand why the that the, like people are afraid of him it's like what are you talking about like let's hang out and have a beer blah blah, blah. <laughs> and they like they kick it and they're friends 
Oh, oh, no, perfect, perfect. I like him bridge buddies. That's fine. <laughs> so Elon Musk finds out this guy exists. He goes over to him and says, I need you to send me home. So what he does is he literally takes his home from the other world and places it in the world. <laughs> That's funny. And he's like, okay, now you owe me. He's like, this is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's not what I wanted. <laughs> Come on. And so now Elon Musk owes a debt to, to Sean Wallace or Wallace Sean. And this is, oh. and I would love the idea where like, because he's not of the world and, and, and uh, Sean Wallace knows this, he's just fucking with him every chance he gets. Like, you're going to owe me someday. And he's like, stop. I'm not going to tell you when, but it's going to be like, he's just fucking with him yeah. all day. <laughs> he just like shows up in mirrors every once in a while. Like Elon's just brushing his teeth and he's like, hi. <laughs> Pops up in the mirrors. Like, remember that time? <laughs> he's like going to the bathroom, tiny mirror, like next to the toilet. Hi. And it's just like slowly driving him mad. Like, what do you want? What do you want me to do? <laughs> <laughs> That's... Super fun, yeah. Uh, it, it would be. It is a little weird because it's hard to. Uh, it's hard to make him like a. He's only like a last resort NBC character, but I feel like he would be more like in-game stuff. Like he might show up every once yeah. in a while and like drop some like ominous like knowledge or something, or maybe like offer ominous deals. But he would definitely be an in-game NPC oh, for yeah. like a final quest or some shit. Well, I I could see him. He would be the guy who who pops up when like you you're out of op- like you're out of like leads or like there's some integral plot that like maybe basically he becomes a MacGuffin is what it is like he's a MacGuffin character yeah for sure that's yeah exactly yeah oh well we got him <laughs> yeah. we got him we got that bastard yeah, yeah. neat nailed it <laughs> anyway we're gonna move on because I I think we covered him in full actually i think it's the first that's yeah. the first yeah, character that's a quick one that's the first character i didn't have to cut off because we were just going so far in. well he's a, he's a bit simpler than what we normally do but it's just like quick concise like a good character good npc to have but there's not mm-hmm. too much to talk about about him he's more of a, he's a very simple one compared to what we normally do sure well i i would definitely eventually love to maybe create a, a little more back into him but i think that's definitely like solid flat like he yeah. Like like Jalaxel. Like, yeah, you know, he's a pretty simple character. Jarlaxel is not what the fuck? Jarlaxel is incredibly complicated. He's like the pirate lord of all the drow. He knows I, everything. He's the master of secrets. I know this, but like in, in terms of, of how he's understood, like he's yes, that is true. He always he's just a master of secrets. He's always yeah. around. He knows everything. Yeah, he, he's the, he, he's he's unpredictable, but that is predictable, is what I'm saying. That's fair. Yeah. I, I dig that. Okay, so next up, we're doing <laughs> critical fail because we're, we're sticking thing. doing another D and D thing. This is the D and D episode, twenty twenty. Oh no, not twenty twenty. No more twenty twenty. I don't want twenty one. Yeah. Non flashback. I've got. Yeah, I've got like, anytime someone says twenty twenty, everyone's like, oh, <laughs> you get chills when you hear it. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, I have so many critical fails in real life and i i don't know which ones i want to talk about but do we want to uh, do a real life edition i yeah, had fun last time we did i do i love yeah. the real life editions these are great okay i'm down because i've got i've got a, a good double crit fail i have i i can start mine's probably a little bit lighter so this is i'm going to tell you about the time that i terrified norman reedus at the beverly hills four seasons <laughs> 
What did you do? How could you do? <laughs> okay, so this is when I I literally rolled probably like a one for perception. So I was at the Beverly Hills Four Seasons because one of the rich kids from our alma mater was shooting a scene in one of the hotel rooms. I was there with my friend and we were both like huge, um, huge, huge Walking Dead fans. This was like pre-Glenn's death and everything. And I forgot that that weekend that was being filled that the mid-season premiere was happening so like i did not know that the beverly hills four seasons was just where everyone was gonna be from the walking dead so i was dressed up in like a fancy outfit to be an extra in this thing to help my friend with so much money out my friend from a different school who didn't know any of the friends i was just like with him and we're looking at this map that's like next to where the bathrooms were. And as we're walking in, like towards the front desk asking where like the set was, my friend's like, I think that was Norman Reedus. I just see the back of his head. It just looks like a long haired dude and like a button down. I'm like, it's just some, probably some other like rich white dude at the Beverly Hills Four Hills. And so I'm like, I don't know, man, I didn't see his face. And so we're looking at this map and like the bathrooms are literally about like maybe like six feet away from me. And so my friend being the amazing friend that he is, punches me in the arm. I'm like, ow, dude, what the fuck? I look up and then literally like three feet away from me is Norman Reedus and his big ass bodyguard. And because I rolled a one in perception, I was surprised. And in my surprise, I was not cool. I was just like, oh my God. And <laughs> I would, I would, it's just because I was shocked and I just didn't realize that that was going to be fucking Norman Reedus right over there. So he's like, scared that i'm gonna be like weird (laughs) weird and then like it takes me i look at his face the bodyguard's like ready to go is this bitch gonna like tackle me (laughs) and i like i legit turn my back to all of them stare at my feet i'm like oh my god he's going to think i'm weird to my feet out loud like an asshole so just like an ostrich One perception, <laughs> just one everything, and oh, I'm just like, Ugh. they ever they all start laughing, and my friend's like, "Hey, Daryl," he's like, "Sup, man," and then like walks away, and I'm like mortified. <laughs> I was mortified. <laughs> That's a nightmare for sure. Yeah. So Norman Reedus, you'll probably never listen to this. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just put it in the universe. It's all right. It's all about intention. <laughs> So that's it. That's that's my that's super fail. That was that was a fail. <laughs> I'm down. Uh, you want to go first? Or you want to go next? Oh, uh, I don't know which one to do because they're both equally terrible things. Um, okay, I'm gonna go with this one. Uh, this one is a story about Constitution, and <laughs> I yes, um, I'm at a church dance uh, for the Mormons because that's what they do, and my parents always want me outside the house, so. Um, again, I dance alone because I'm, I'm the weird kid, uh, the weird and not rich kid, because uh, Mormons be like that sometimes. And one of the things that the, the chaperones try to encourage is people to meet each other. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of push me and this other girl that uh, I knew from the church. And she's like, um, what's uh, like in a different league than I am, like, like Megan Fox level attractive and me being the super shy, nerdy runescape kid that I am. Um, she's completely unapproachable to me. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and I'm dancing and, and, and she's, she doesn't look like she's having a time. We're, we're literally not saying a word to each other. We both kind of realize 
okay, we're kind of pushed into this. We're just going to do this. And I must have been really nervous because I let one just fucking rip. Like, (laughs) (laughs) not what I expected. That's so so bad. Like, I, I think to myself, okay, maybe that wasn't bad, but then I let another one rip. It was so loud. Even over the music. And it's, uh, to this day, I laugh so hard at this. And, like, I just, I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I shit my pants. Oh, no. No, these pants are shitting. (gasps) Oh, no, the pants. Do you want to dance with me? (laughs) It gets worse. No, it gets worse. Oh, God, it gets worse. (laughs) So... I'm, I'm hoping and praying, please don't let this be too terrible. And her face is already pretty poker face, but you just see a like this like slow, <laughs> this slow frown of just absolute disapproval, and <laughs> it was awful. And it was like a really long slow song, so we just had to sit there and take it because we were being watched by the chaperones to make sure everything was going okay. So for two, like two, three minutes, we're just sitting. <laughs> we're just sitting in Just sitting in your fart cloud, man. That's awful. That's my nightmare. That was, See, I, public Robin. shame is like my biggest fear. Oh God. Negative two. It was so bad. I can't, I can't even tell this story without dying laughing because it's so fucking funny. And uh, yeah, that was, such a critical fail for me and like at that point in time i like i never could see her directly in the eye ever i mean i couldn't do it anyway but now i had a reason not to look at her in the eyes that's horrible oh, i'm so sorry you had to deal with that bad and uh okay that that story's that story <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so embarrassing uh yeah that's that's rough <laughs> oh. um okay i'll i'll run with this I, I so i was gonna go with more stories about me just accidentally breaking things or destroying myself much like the skiing incident um but going with the celebrity issues i'm gonna all oh, i've beefed it super hard here in hollywood one time uh which ended up <laughs> what is it uh jc chaze uh who was in what in sync or backstreet boys which one was in sync he was in sync uh he inadvertently ruined my last relationship <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> okay. uh, go on <laughs> so i used to work uh for a company and i had a boss uh named pj uh pj was a tall handsomeish guy kind of dark hair kind of long um and this is a fact that will matter uh also a fact that matters i didn't fucking know who jc chazay was i had no fucking clue who this human is didn't know what he looked like don't know who jc chazay is uh, so one day after working with a bunch of people for a while, I uh, worked with a production company uh, and there's a director named Jake, cool guy. I'm out with my girlfriend at the time uh, at a bar in Hollywood uh, called the Velvet, uh, uh, the Velvet Margarita. And suddenly while I'm there, me and, me and Michelle are hanging out at the bar. Some of this director I know walks through and he has like a whole like cadre with him and they all come in. People are talking. And I sort of look at Michelle's looking super weird. Like she seems uncomfortable and they come over and I just say hi to all these people. I haven't seen them in a while. And then there's this guy who I'm just like, oh, there's my boss PJ. Uh, and I go up and I talk to him and just sort of like clap him on the back. And he's like, what's up, man? It's been a little bit. And this guy looks at me like I'm fucking insane. 
100% thinks I'm crazy. And, and I felt super awkward. And I was like, well, man, don't be a dick. Like, I haven't seen you in a while, but like, what's going on? And oh, Jake, the director, physically grabs me, pulls me aside and is like, get the fuck out of here. What are you doing? And I walk over to Michelle and Michelle's like, Zach, you know him? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, that's fucking JC Chazé. I was like, no, who's that? And, she's like, <laughs> and she loved him, loved him. And I was like, I don't know this person. As I look over and he's still staring at me, doesn't like me. Like I made a bad first impression. And this, it was fucking JC Chazé and Michelle, she's like, all right, well, cause she had met Jake as well. She goes, Zach, like, I want, can I go, can I, should I go talk to him? And I was like, yeah, fucking he's with our friends. Why not go try to say hi? So she goes to talk to this man and he just shames her. Is like super mean and kind of weird about it because I had put him off so bad that he was mean to Michelle. Uh, and then all my friends just kind of left and like, and they took him with them and everyone was just like, Zach, you ruined fucking JC's night. I was like, I don't know what you're fucking, I don't know who these people are. Blah. Me and Michelle went home later, later and she was so mad at me. It ended up being one of the biggest fights we've ever had. And then we broke up two months later. And I, JC has ruined my relationship <laughs> because I didn't know fucking anything about celebrities, don't know how to act apparently. Uh, and he looked exactly like your boss. Apparently. And he looked, I think mean, what's funny is I don't even know if he did look exactly like my boss. I just beefed it. Like I just made an assumption, ran with it and walked over and was like, what's up man, Bill a little bit. <laughs> and oh God, it was the worst. I felt like such a fucking asshole. And cause then like also those people, like the director, I don't talk to him anymore. Like I think I've ruined like four relationships by beefing it with JC Chazé. <laughs> Not, not a good charisma role. Not no, a horrible charisma, charisma role. role. <laughs> God, like zero charisma, zero perception. And also like not reading the room. Cause like I didn't fucking like all, even the people that were there, like as soon as I walked up, there was that sense of everyone sort of staring at you being like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And I thought they were being weird. I was like, I used to work for this guy. What are you talking about? You idiots. Oh my God. That was I, the worst. It was super embarrassing. You know, I'm loving- oh I'm loving critical fail as a segment now that we're talking about our own critical fails. Yeah, because I've, I've got D&D ones too, but the life, life critical fails are super fucking fun. Yes. Although I think what we'll do is we'll turn, uh, we'll also do one called critical success where things just go way better than we thought it was going to be. I mean, I'm, I'm down. Yes. Anyway, we're going to move on from this because uh, I think we're, I think that segment got talked out too. Uh, we're going to jump into our final segment of the day, and that would be The Hills We Die On. Uh, who wants to start us off? Uh, I can leave with I don't think I've let him get in this. Uh, okay, yeah, I'll go. This is, so this is a hill I, I died. I think uh, rather, rather than normal public education, I think children should be put through like a, like a gauntlet of life trials. Uh, and several, as you grow up, I think before you're like 18, you should have to work a service job. And you should have to have a job. Uh, like I would think it should be militantly instituted that every person in America should have to have a sort of service position to therefore understand like how the world works and how to talk to people and how to deal with people. Uh, and I think it, much like in several countries where you have to like do military service, I think you should have to do service service. Uh, and every single person should have to do it no matter what. No, I agree. 
I 100% agree. Because, like, sometimes even, like, the nicest people, like, they're nice to you, but they've never had, like, a food service or, like, other type of job working in the public. And then, like, this person that you think is so fucking sweet just starts treating your waiter like garbage. You're like, excuse me, the fuck? Why are you being like this? They're having a rough day-to-day, too, bro. You just need a sandwich. (laughs) Right? Yeah. People like and, and getting mad at the wrong person and being like, hey, waiter, where's my food? It's late. Like that, the waiter didn't fucking do it, Kathy. Get out of here, you bitch. Like, I hate that shit. I hate it. And I think everyone should have to have a service job of some sort before they're 18, no matter what. Yeah. Or else you can't get like a license or you can't do something or you just get beaten up all the time. I don't know. Fuck <laughs> the answer is violence with you always. I choose violence. Always. I, yeah. It's just, no, the question is violence. The answer is yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Violence? Yes. No, I, I totally agree, though. Because, like, I mean, I've worked, I've had a job since I was, like, 15. So, like, mm. I've worked a bunch. I worked at fucking Disneyland. So, I literally oh, that's am like the old so chill. I am so fucking chill. I don't care if, like, I'm hangry. I will not scream at a public, like, service worker ever. Like, that's yeah. not, like, even if I'm upset, I'll just be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, are you, like, oh, like, when you, like, level with them. Yeah. You're like, hey, sure. where's the food? And they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And you're like, yes, you're a real person. Just talk to people like they're real people, everybody. Yeah. Yeah, no, the, um, like, I used to work at Yard House, and uh, working there was uh, the devil. Um like I, I wore down my, my shoes to cardboard, literally. And mm-hmm. uh, I remember one time we had this, I had this one couple, I'll, I'll never forget this couple because it was this guy who was just like screaming, why don't we have a table? Why don't we have a table? And I'm like looking around and it's like just a mass of people, you know, in line. And I'm like, you have to wait like everyone else, sir. And the, the wife was like, oh, don't bother him. He's just a nobody. And I just... I almost was like the indignation was about to arise out of me. Like, bitch, I am a veteran and I have three degrees. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I wanted to, I wanted to, but. Yeah, for sure. That's what, I mean, people always have the assumption. Like, because if you haven't worked in the service, they're like, oh, you work in the service industry because you're stupid or poor or like whatever. Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's like, what are you talking about? Almost every like bar, especially like say in Hollywood, Everyone who works in art, we all usually have degrees. We're all educated. We know what we're talking about. We're all artists. We're all doing a million things. Like, no, I work in a bar because I want to live a party and because I have to do shit in the day because I have seven other jobs. Go yeah. fuck yourself. Don't look down on me, you mm-hmm. asshole. Well, it's always boomers, though. Like, boomers uniquely mm-hmm. do this because they still think people hold one job and, and the wife stays <laughs> home. And like, because that's the only circles they know. And it's, it's just, it's, it's a frustrating experience. Sure. I almost didn't get hired for my recent minimum wage bullshit job because I had too many jobs on my resume, which is like four jobs. I'm like, um, the average American has about six jobs before the age of 25. So fuck off. <laughs> I have, oh my God, I have worked so many different jobs. In, there was a point in my life where I was a high school teacher. Did you all know that? Yeah, we talk, <laughs> I think we talked about yeah. it really early on. Yeah, like I've done so many different things, and yeah, anytime when I was bartending and people are like, "What are what have you fucking done?" I'm like, "I've probably done more than you, motherfucker, you trust fund asshole." Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no, like <sighs> especially at LMU, LMU, we had that problem. <sighs> I hate but, those people. Uh, like, there's nothing worse than having to explain. By the way, I've 
I'm pretty sure I've attributed to murdering people. If you want to talk about it, you know, it's like, yeah. And then they're like, oh, like there was people that just got hired right out of college that had zero work experience just because of their like parents were rich and shit. Mm. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like this girl I'm no longer friends with, like 50k a month allowance, right? Goes back to the Philippines. She got a producer's like status on a at a television station because her uncle owns it. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? (sighs) That's so annoying. Anyway, uh, other hills to die on. What what else? I guess uh, hills to die on. uh, Since we're just here, wait, what was yours, Zach? That every person should have to work a service job for their eighteen. Yeah. Okay. So mine's different. It's just like I think if you're like I think there should be, I guess more classes on just communication in general because like even in like romantic relationship familial relationship and like friendships i feel like a lot of us don't say what we mean to say because we're scared Mm -hmm. of the outcome and i feel like we haven't been properly taught how to actually communicate yeah in like elementary school we fucking like oh don't be mean to tommy blah 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 they don't they don't really give us like actual consequences and like it might be getting better i don't know what the fuck elementary school education is right now Mm -hmm. but we don't actually actively teach like honest to god communication connecting with other people and i feel like a lot of us you know we you know have gone to therapy and learned all this other shit and then Mm -hmm. the research ourselves but i feel like it there needs to be a type of a standard for communication because like it's so fucking hard just to connect with another person. So why do we need to make it even harder? Like we should have mandatory classes on how to like. I absolutely agree. Yourself. That's there's so many things that they don't. I mean, that that just goes into like uh, um, Sam talks about public public education all the time. Is that they don't teach things that actually matter. Like they don't teach you like how to survive in the world, how to deal with people. Like I think people should have to be taught a little psychology. Teach me how to of, plant seeds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, teach me like life lessons and and just how to deal with people. I mean, like a little bit of psychology would go a long way. Like with, when you're young, like you said, if you teach people like what empathy is and like why are just like general ideas, it doesn't have to be intense. Just like very basic psychology, make people also not ashamed of themselves. Like if you have a little wildling and you teach people like what ADD is when they're children, rather than just yell at them and give them Adderall, mm-hmm. like people might not be so mean and so like judgmental for like the little spaz, spazzy kid, shit like yeah. that. And it wasn't until I got diagnosed with ADHD that I realized that like how my brain works so I can like counteract certain things because a lot of my life, like my focus issues and stuff, I thought it was a character flaw. And I'd be comparing myself to other people and taking it out on myself and be like, why can't I just do this normal? Why is every me trying to focus on something that I like without like a deadline such a fucking struggle for me? Why are the things that I love becoming like horrible? And until I got that diagnosis, I just thought there was something inherently fucking wrong with me. And even in like relationships and whatnot, I was so scared. Like I have abandonment issues, like a bunch of shit. And recently, like I told somebody how I felt like honest to God, because I was driving myself insane one with a hyper focus about like oh god like what are they thinking what are they thinking what are they thinking oh my god thinking about all possible negative and positives and i'm like i'm driving myself insane because i'm holding this back i'm being selfish not just asking for clarification and whatnot so like fuck it i'm gonna be an adult and i'm just gonna be like hey i feel like this did you mean this I'm not trying to be blunt or like aggro about this, but I'm going crazy. Just let me know what the fuck you think. And they're just like, oh yeah, I bet. Like, this is what it is. Problem solved. Like, 
it's <laughs> honestly like that's been my biggest thing working COVID. You know, I don't get to talk with people that way, and, and like I'm 99 sure that I that I'm like undiagnosed ADHD myself, and mm. uh, you know working from home is great, but I don't, I don't get any feedback. And nine times out of 10, I'm just like, I need, I need to know what you're thinking or I start freaking the fuck out. It's like, like there's, there are more than one day a week where I'm just like, I'm getting fired tomorrow because I have no idea what's going on. I'm getting fired because no one's saying like, I, I get that. Like, and it, it oh, just, for sure. it's fucking awful. <laughs> uh, yeah. Then yeah, no, I'm, I'm all the way on your hill. I think if they just, if they just taught kids when they're young, a little bit mm-hmm. about people, just teach people about each other do a little bit of life lessons. It would go so mm-hmm. far. It would help our world so much because we, we're a very isolated society. Like in America, we're just specifically told to be like stoic and you shouldn't communicate. Like just fix it. Don't cry, be better. Like, and that's mm-hmm. a, a, such an unhealthy thing. Um, and I think we are like, oh, we're on the precipice of change. Like there's um, especially modern days, like they're trying to be better, but we are dealing with like a fucking hegemony of evil that is been like the norm for the last 400 well, we're, years we're trying to stamp out the 50s essentially the 40s and the 50s where all this racism shit is still a thing and these people are still living and worse they're still in power and so i think it's yeah. gonna be i think our generation is gonna be what what kills that which is great for sure um i'm gonna i'm gonna do a lightning round on mine because we are running out of time um and my because mine's not nearly as as in depth and and interesting as your guys is i hate butter knives <laughs> you hate butter knives i hate butter knives and the reason i hate butter knives is because that's so silly <laughs> I, hate, I hate butter knives the reason what do they do to you they're they're useless they're useless items they don't do like it, it's it's the rick and, it's the rick and morty thing what's your purpose you pass butter what's your purpose you cut butter like they're yeah every other knife in the world is more useful and more interesting than the butter knife I could use the steak knife as a butter knife. I could use a sword as a butter knife. The only thing I can't do with a butter knife is literally everything else that any other knife can do. It is the most useless knife in creation. It doesn't need to be on my plate. I don't know why we have these as part of our American staple. I think we should ban them. They don't need to be exist. I will say, I go ahead, sorry. As a girl who grew up with, uh, you know, a mom who needed to have a silverware set but didn't trust me with actual knives, I had to cut all of my overcooked meats with a butter knife. So I also just hate them. <laughs> you get it. I'm the same way. I'm like, I, you're just like you're sawing through it and it's just like, hold on, it'll be like my whole my whole uh, little chicken breast, very dry. Is uh, it's, it's just, it's, uh, I'm going to be here for a while. And it's like, you know, if you have an intruder, you're in the kitchen. What do you, you know, you reach for the thing, you look up, oh, you fucking got a butter knife? Great, you're dead. No, like, it doesn't I will make- say, I think one of the worst things in the world is in a, like, plastic silverware packets. The plastic butter knife is the most frustrating thing because it always breaks. It is, it, oh my God. It, like, the idea of using a plastic knife to cut anything is nonsense. It makes me so fucking mad. I, I do get that. I, I'm, I don't have as much vitriol for it, but I do think it's silly that everyone has in their silverware drawer like a stack of butter knives that are just never used. Oh no, the thing like, is, I, I never. Use no, the thing is, I do use them. I use Why them. Why do you to, use them if you hate them? Be, be, I use them because they're the, the most immediate option available a lot of the time because it's like right there in the drawer. It's like boom, got one because there's like like seventy million of them. And but like in terms of utility. They're completely and utterly useless. They spread things 
That's what they do. They do maybe 1d2 damage if you try hard enough. But <laughs> they really, they're just use, they're, they're just, they're, they're metal sticks. They're, they're just flattened chopsticks is what they are. There's no use for them. And I, I would love just to have, <laughs> they, they just steak knife everything. They, they're just more, they're more useful. We're, we're, we're past butter knives. We're, we're over yeah, it, guys. Yeah, we're past knives. them. Yes, Done. this is yeah. 2021, damn it. We have better technology available to spread your fucking butter and do a bunch of other things with it. Anyway. I was say I recently learned uh, using a spoon to spread butter or peanut butter is so much easier than using a knife. Just take a spoon, mm-hmm. get on the back side of it, the, the, the convex side, and it makes spreading butter so much easier. Mm. Oh, my goodness. It was like the greatest life hack ever. Sorry, that was it. Well, and that's all I, I got I'm a little bit chaotic with my butter spreading. I like hack off a piece of it, stick it in a ramekin and melt it and then brush it on my bread like a crazy woman. I no, just that, eat bread all, that, and that, then that, eat butter. That's, <laughs> that's, that's artisanal. That makes more sense. Like my, my grandma does that where, where you like melt the butter, you dip the little paintbrush foodie thing in, you paint it up. Yeah, that Sounds makes sense. Sounds super bougie. It's bougie, but it, it's, it's, it's more- It's an even coating. It's more effective and more interesting and more then utility than a butter knife. Trying to spread cold ass bread on a piece of toast and you fucking ruined it. <laughs> well, that's why you can keep your butter out. Butter doesn't have to. Yeah, no, who does? Yeah, lots of people. No butter. Oh. You leave, there's that's why you have butter trays. Like you, leave, it's room temperature butter spreads super easily. What are you talking about? It's normal. It's a normal thing. I would rather I would rather use I can't believe it's not butter than than butter that's sitting out. I, I don't trust dairy sitting out. I just don't. I don't. I don't trust. American dairy sitting out. Apparently, British and like Irish stuff is different. Like you can drink that shit off the counter. Oh, that's because they use like I think like whole milk a lot of the times for their butter. Anyway, I don't mean to cut this off, but we do have to rock it out, and we got to get out of here. Um, Shannon, where can we find you? You can find me at Shady Bees on Twitch and YouTube. Hopefully, I've started by now. Um, <laughs> and then Shannon Brunetti on Instagram. That's about it. I'm here. Yeah. Gay Cobain, where can we find you? You can find me a few places. Uh, I'm really only on Instagram at zclap1. Uh, I'm releasing a bunch of content soon, which will all be in the description below whenever it's out. Uh, and that is about it. Call me for a good time. <laughs> Eight, six, seven, five, three, zero, nine. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you can find me here at Chuckle Sluts. Uh, link tree uh, slash chuckle sluts you can find us on all the platforms in the history of ever whether or not we have content on there that's another story uh you can find us mainly on the uh, on instagram you can find us here um on youtube you can find us on spotify twitch soon oh yeah next week is twitch this is end of Mar- end of february the next week is twitch. march with yep. the twitch yep uh, back You're gonna we'll hear be- me reciting Tolstoy in shitty Russian accent. Yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll be back on our bullshit before you know it. And Yay. as <laughs> as always, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing. Please love and share this to your friends if you if you like hearing us because we need to build yeah. our audience. Because without our audience like you, this is not worth doing. How would I validate myself if others didn't tell me I was great? Pretty. Oh, tell me I'm pretty. I am awesome. Please tell me I'm awesome. Anyway, (laughs) validate me. Ladies and gentlemen, validate me, senpai. We will see you next week. There's a t-shirt. Hey, validate me, senpai.